Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Changes are coming to housing in San Diego. The San Diego City Council has approved a package called Homes for All of Us that's meant to incentivize building while also changing the rules for accessory dwelling units or ADUs. The council voted eight to one in favor of the legislation with council member Marnie Von Wilpert casting the single no vote. David Garrett covers the city of San Diego for the Union Tribune. So David, there's a lot going on here um, with incentives and ADUs. Can you break this down for me? Yeah, it's very complicated. I mean, uh, you know, Todd, Todd Gorey is the mayor and his predecessor, Kevin Faulkner, would sort of do these one by one. Todd did it in a whole package, which I guess it has its pros and cons. As a reporter, it's frustrating because there's a whole lot to cover, you know, all at once. Uh, there's a bunch of different incentives. Uh, you know, the general gist is that if you are a developer and you build something dense, which means it's a lot of union, units and it's near transit, then you're going to get some bonuses. I mean, I could, I could go into all the, the minutiae. Um, another element is that it encourages uh, developers to build uh, housing projects with workspaces concluded. So someone could actually work next to where they, they live. Uh, so that's kind of an innovative idea. And it allows housing developments as part of city projects. Like if they build a new fire station or new library in the future, generally, if, there, if there's nothing else preventing it, they'll include housing with it. So it'll be a library on the bottom floor with housing above it. So those are all sort of innovative ideas. And it's a shame that they haven't gotten maybe as much coverage as we would have liked because they're all part of this big package. But anyway, um, so that's that. Those are the incentives and there's a lot of details on those. Then there's, there's a three part piece of legislation. The second part is SB9 is a controversial state law that allows people to take a single family lot and divide it up as, as many as four lots. Some people feel it's gonna destroy single family neighborhoods. There was a lot of opposition to it. The state feels like we have a housing crisis like we've never seen before. This is a way to solve it. So individual cities have the discretion to potentially try to soften it, roll it back a little bit. Um, that way, you know, bigger cities can maybe let it go full blow. And then a place that's more like Santa Barbara or I guess in San Diego, um, I don't know what's, I don't want to pick on any particular city, maybe Poway would be less inclined to allow that because they sort of have larger lots and they don't, you know, have that, that density. Um, anyway, so the city of San Diego decided to roll it back somewhat, but probably I would say less than some other cities. Uh, but the key that they that they added, which is a great segue to part three, is that you can't use SB9 if you're also going to have accessory dwelling units on your property. Those are sometimes called granny flats for people who don't know, or casitas, right? It's sort of a backyard unit. If you're going to take advantage of the city's backyard unit rule, right, you can't also take advantage of SB9. So that's a key part of this. In addition to that, San Diego has probably the loosest ADU uh, rules in the state of any city. A lot of uh, folks in single family neighborhoods, especially Kensington, Tierra Santa, college area, have been very, very frustrated that so many people are taking advantage of this, right, or could take advantage of this. So they said the city went too far. They made the rules too loose. They want a rollback. They want some restrictions placed back in. They mostly didn't get what they wanted. They got a couple of little things, but I think they're mostly disappointed because basically the city stuck with mostly the pretty loose rules for ADUs. Yeah, I know that critics are worried about the character being ruined. Um, I mean, is this fight over? Is this, you know, do we expect the rules to change at all? No, I would have to say this fight, I, I just have to say, I guess this fight, you know, the housing crisis is never over, but this piece of legislation was approved and it's going to move forward. I would have to give credit Joe LaCava. He's a councilman representing La Jolla and Carmel Valley um, with being sort of the most, the voice of wisdom on this. Uh, you know, some advocates for this stuff say, it's not, we got to do it. Don't worry about it. And then some of the opponents say, this is going to destroy San Diego. San Diego won't be anything like we ever have seen it. 
And Joe was really more, in my opinion, sort of the sober middle. And he says, hey, this is going to be big changes. There's no question about it. We can't pretend that it isn't. But it's necessary. I think that the, the pros outweigh the cons. We've got to do this. Kid ourselves. The single family neighborhood image we had from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and even the 80s and 90s is just, it's not going to be the same. A lot of these single family neighborhoods are going to change in character. There's going to be less street parking. There's going to be more, more density and more intense, you know, uh, what some would call, credit would call overbuilt. The neighborhoods are going to appear to be overbuilt, where in the past, maybe they haven't. Did anybody disagree with the incentive side of the plan? You know, it's a good question. I, the, the, Marty Wilpert, uh, Marty Von Wilmer, the only council member to vote against it, one of her rationales of voting against it was that she feels like that one of the incentives is if you're near transit, you get a bonus. She says the way the city defines near transit is, is not good. She's, her, her district is Syrups Ranch, Rancho Bernardo, Rancho Penasquitas. Those neighborhoods aren't really known as transit neighborhoods. But if you have like a rapid bus route within a half a mile of a piece of land, even if there's like a giant hill in between the piece of land and the rapid bus route, it counts. And so she really told the city, I can't vote for this until you figure out how to define what a transit area is more carefully. She also mentioned wildfire risk. She felt like that was where the granny flats, the ADUs. She felt like if you're gonna build all these ADUs in neighborhoods that are on the wild feet, you know, in the wildfire areas like Scripps Ranch, Right. Uh, and, you know, what kind of that's going to create more of a fire hazard. So do we know how many ADUs exist now? And, and are there projections of how many might be built based on this legislation? Yeah, I should have those numbers in front of me. The, the folks who are against it talk about how there could be like, I think, 40,000 or so. I can't remember the number, you know, as a big number, maybe even more than that. I guess if everybody put four. Right. Because the max you can go to four now four ADUs on a lot, as long as you make some of them for low income residents. Um, but I know that the city had like, I think, 30 ADU applications in 2017, and then they started to loosen the rules, and they've had 2,000 applications in the four years since. So they went from 30 a year to about 500 a year. So they, they, the loose regulations have definitely spurred more people to, to get interested. But what you're talking about, you have to sort of take a zoning thing and look, and I mean, it could be a million. I mean, I don't know. In other words, if every single person took advantage of the maximum allowed, it, it could be pretty crazy. Okay, well, while I have you here, uh, can we talk about the new rules for sidewalk vendors? I guess the city's trying to figure that out. You said there's some news coming today, but what's yeah. the latest? The proposed legislation was unveiled last week. It's going to committee, the Economic Development Committee today at 2 p.m. Um, and basically, you know, you can't please all the people all the time. And I think that I would say that Jennifer Campbell, she's a councilwoman, her staff came up with this proposal. They spent many months on it. Seems to me to be a reasonable compromise, but the folks the merchant groups who wanted a crackdown feel like it's not as aggressive enough of a crackdown. And the folks who advocate for street vendors say it's not based on data. It's not based on actually studying the problem, you know, that it's a hammer and it it's too heavy. So you sort of, you know, so maybe that means they got it right because it's in the middle. I don't know, but it's going to be a very, I'm not saying that. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a colorful hearing. Just to give you an example, the, the gas lamp quarter association wanted no more street vending in the gas lamp quarter. Well, they sort of got that, except for it's only on the main thoroughfares, like 5th, 6th, and 7th, and some of the cross streets. But there's a lot of other streets in there where there is no rule. And their thought would be, that's just going to put all the vendors into those cross streets, right? And so while some merchants will be really happy that they no longer have to deal with a street vendor in front of their business, some merchants are going to be even more upset than they were before because they're going to have twice as many vendors on their street. 
you know? And so again, you know, it's, it's a whack-a-mole. You pop up, it pops up somewhere else. I mean, and I think that's maybe the big question. If the city cracks down on the vendors, will they just find another line of work or will they go to another neighborhood? If they're going to go to another neighborhood, then you can't really solve the problem. You're just going to keep pushing them from neighborhood to neighborhood, right? But if they'll go to another line of work, maybe that, quote, solves the problem. But of course, the whole idea behind the state legislation was to have more street vendors because it's sort of creating independent entrepreneurs, especially among immigrants who maybe don't have education and the skills to land an $80,000 a year job. This is a way for them to get a good job they make for themselves, right? And they become a hardworking person and part of the economy. The problem is all the business districts hate it. So, you know, it's an interesting thing to cover, but it's extremely complicated. Yeah. Okay. Well, to be seen, I'll let you run to your meeting. Thank you again for this um, update. And we'll check in again about the vendor issue. Thanks, David. Thanks. Bye.